This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. Saints getting ready to shoot out West. But do they want it to be a shootout? Mm. No. Steve, have you ever been to SoFi? No, I've not done SoFi at all. It sucks. I don't like it. This will be your second trip already, huh? Second trip this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't like it. I don't think it's a very nice stadium. It's just this really expensive stadium that was built That's to look shame. good. I, it's like, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to describe, but it's like, it's very expensive, <laughs> but the expense seemed to be put into making it look fancy rather than actually being comfortable or nice. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But typical LA seems like we'll make it yeah. look good, but yeah. not functional. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about aesthetics, but it's yes. not like you built a stadium where it rains inside. Right. Yeah. And and it seems like you're in for more of that this weekend. Oh, well, this yeah, that it's third supposed day, to huh? rain. It's supposed to rain. But right. at least, you know, I, we haven't had a rain, a rain game since I've been on the sideline, like a real rain game. Like it rains inside, quote unquote, but I don't need to wear a jacket. Right, like it's not that kind of rain. Um, so I've been able to avoid that, thankfully. I'm sure if I do this job long enough, I will not. But I did buy a raincoat just in case. Oh yeah, so, you still got a trip to Tampa coming up where it could rain plenty. This is true. This is <laughs> true. But it won't be cold, so at least there's that. But uh, yeah, and so we we got to catch up with Mark Slareth on on the show this week, and I, I I always I've always thought Mark is very insightful when he calls a lot of these games. He's called Saints games, and uh, he always makes some good points. So. This is what he had to say about, you know, the Saints going out west and, and and playing that game and what they should be trying to do more importantly. And so here's that. It's going to be a tough one. I think one of the things that people don't really kind of have a grasp of is, you know, people think you're going to go out to 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 uh, to L.A. and, you know, and get in a shootout, you'll lose. Um, like that's not how you're going to win that football game. And I got actually from from your former coach now, in Denver, he's like, that's that's not how you do it. You you go, what is it going to take to win this game? Like, how are we going to get? How are we going to? How are we going to win this game? And one of the things Sean told me a long time ago was, you you never go on the road and try to get in a shootout. You try to you try to almost win those things ugly, right? You run the ball, you control the tempo of the game, 
you get the opponent's offense to start counting possessions. So if you can control the tempo, you control the run game, you can control um, the time of possession, you know, all of a sudden you get in deep into the second quarter and, and the other offense has had three possessions. And a normal game is about 12 possessions, and they may get one more in that, in that first half. And so you're going, well, we got four possessions in the first half. If they hold us to another four possessions, you know, you're talking about eight possessions. And then you start going, well, we got to score every time. And so that's when you get out of your rhythm, and that's when you get out of your play calling, and that's when you, you become one-dimensional. And when you become one-dimensional, that's when the Saints can rush the passer, can blitz the passer, can create a turnover, tip ball, you know, for interception, pick six. Like, that's how you win a game on the road. So you never, you never sit there and go, hey, we scored a bunch of points a week ago or whatever. Now we're going to go into the Rams and we're going to run them out of the stadium. That's, that's not how you're going to win this game. So you got to be smart about the way you prep, especially when you go on the road. Makes sense, obviously. Yeah, no, and I think that's that's it's a good point. And then, like, I think the Saints, if they win this game, it's you know you're going to have to score points, right? Like, you're not going to be able to win this game. The like you, the Saints haven't allowed a touchdown in two weeks. The Rams are going to score. Like, this is not going to be that type of game. It's not going to be a thirteen to nine game, right? Like, this is not a game where you're going to go out there and say, okay, if we just don't make any mistakes on offense, we'll win. That said, I agree completely. You cannot allow this Rams team to just go up and down the field on you. And it is an offense that is capable of doing that. You got to yeah. stop the run. You got to keep them in long, third and long. And that's what the Saints did against the Giants as well as I've ever seen mm-hmm. in terms of you not only stop the run, on first down you did it on second down right like they i think the giants were what two of 16 on third down something like that and more at least nine of them were third and seven or longer i think the giants average goal to go on third down was like third and 10 like they were constantly in third and long situations and while you're never going to be perfect in those situations it makes your life so much easier and to me that's like you're talking about the pass rush and it's it's never just well the pass rush is better now than it was it's you're giving the pass rush opportunities to get after the passer and you know i think Kyron williams has been good it's not a guy you look at and be like we can't stop that guy puka nakua and cooper cup you know i keep calling him like koopa and puka koopa and puka. <laughs> sounds puka. like uh characters in super mario brothers yes. or something Yes, it sounds like yeah, like a Cooper Cooper Troopers. Troopers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but they're good. Tyler Higby's good, right? They have playmakers, and they're and getting every now Tutu and then, back. They got Tutu back. Koopa, Puka, and Tutu. What is this? What is happening? I don't know. Um, and Kyron, you know, like a lot of. You know what? I I will say, you know, like the beginning of the season, you look at the schedule and everything, and I just remember, you know, like Bobby Abear saying. Oh, the toughest quarterback we have to face this year is Trevor Lawrence. Eh, I, I, shout out to Matthew Stafford because he's having a hell of a season. I, I think we kind of wrote him off a little too soon. There are only four quarterbacks, four active NFL quarterbacks who have won a Super Bowl. Can you name wow. them? Well, I guess tec- technically, is Carson Wentz considered active or no? He didn't start, so I don't give him credit for that. All right, so Stafford. He wasn't Mahomes. active for the Super Bowl. What's that? So, no, he's not. No, he, he's not. He doesn't count. Stafford Mahomes. Think AFC. You should get one. The other one's more difficult. I don't know. Hit me. I don't want to waste everyone's time. Well, Russell Wilson. 
right. obviously, with the Broncos. The other one is Carson. I'm sorry, not Carson. Uh, Joe <laughs> Flacco. Oh, man. He wanted yeah, here. Joey Flacco. He wanted in New Orleans. Joey, That's yes. very true, right? The Bravens. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, like, and there's a reason Matt Stafford won a Super Bowl. Like, it's not that, it's not like he just, like, rode the bus. <laughs> like, he helped drive that team to a Super yes. Bowl. Like, he, he had a lot of weapons. The bus. Right. And... Yeah, yeah, he drove the bus, right? He didn't just ride the bus. And there's like, you know, it's funny because I haven't had time to really go through the film on these short weeks. For me personally, all I have time to do is go back and look at key plays and see how they went. And, you know, like there was a play against the Giants where I was like, how did Aziz Ojolari not get there? It was the third and 16 to A.T. Perry. And you go back and you look and he did get there. He actually hit Derek Carr's arm as he was throwing. But somehow it almost kind of like the way he hit it, it just kind of like sped up the motion more so than messed with it. So it's like he was throwing it and then the back of his shoulder like kind of or the back of his elbow just got kind of like so he's like that. But it was still an on target throw. And it's just kind of funny. Like that's those are the type of plays that I go back and look at. And but there's a there's one throw in this game from Matt Stafford. I tweeted it and you know he makes every now every like at least once or twice a game he makes throws that you're just like, oh that's right. You're really freaking good. Uh <laughs> And when he has guys who can go out and make plays on it too. And when he's in his bag, he is tough to beat. And he was in his bag that Super Bowl season. I think he's in his bag right now. He's playing really well. So we'll. It's helped, obviously, getting cut back in the mix. Puka's had a heck of a rookie season. And yeah, like you mentioned with Kyron, it's like he's not the, the most explosive back in the NFL, but man, he's been getting it done for them. And they've got like, I don't even know if Sean McVay has a running back by committee going on, but I feel like they've got tons of running backs over there. I think people also sleep on Tyler Higby. Um, yeah, absolutely. And we should he's not. Actually a, he's a legitimately good tight end that no one talks about. Like he's not great. Like he's not the, in the, in the George Kittle conversation, right. Uh, you know, like the, the Travis Kelsey conversation, but he's very good and he's he very sure handed right. and he makes plays. He had a toe tap and catch in this game that I saw it. And initially I was like, oh, that's probably, it's got to be Cooper cup. Like that's not a play a tight end makes. Right. But that's that impressive. was a play that Tyler Higby made. And so that's going to be, it's going to be one to watch. Um, before we, <laughs> before we move on, uh, you know, I, I, I talked about AT Perry in that last segment and I did, you know, every, I, there was a there was that play that he got the uh, he got the pass interference called on uh, on the Giants defender and Derek Carr told me that he was like oh yeah that I think it would have been caught if if not for the foul and I agree completely because I got a very good look at it because <laughs> it was another play that if I was looking down at my phone I might have lost a limb. <laughs> uh, and, and here I want to—I I clipped it out because I am a narcissist. And here you go. That's what you sent me because I was like, "What is this play?" <laughs> That's me in the back of the end zone. Yeah, because I saw the flag being tossed. No, where is you? You don't see me? Oh, okay, yeah, standing yeah, up. Yeah. I had to like because I was kneeling at the corner of the end zone, and then AT <laughs> sprinting directly towards me, and I was like, "Oh!" And uh, and you can see, it, you know, I can. Give a thumbs up to the ref here and then move on. That's what I did. I sent you this. But, you know, it's funny. Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem to matter where I stand. Everyone just runs at me. You're a magnet. Yeah. But uh, this would have been caught 
you know, and like that's the that's the difference between having a guy that forces the defender to make a play and not. I'm hoping for you that you never have like Tano Passigno running your way. You have to get out the way. That would be much more difficult to do. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Um, but all right, let's 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 close this out with X factors. Let's start on defense, and we'll start with you. So, Steve, who is your defensive X factor? Let's hear it. Definitely want to. I'm going back to that D line again, um, and I'm I've been impressed with what the rookie's been doing, and I want to see more growth from Brian Brzee. Uh, love what he's doing and getting involved more and more with this uh, pass rush. Uh, where I feel like he excels. Definitely uh, the run game is something we know he's got to work on, but if keep that pressure on Stafford, make him uncomfortable because we know he's not going to take off and tuck and run the ball at all. So, yeah, you got a a quarterback staying still, just make his life difficult uh, from everybody. But like I said, I've been really impressed with Brzee and hoping he can keep building on that. Yeah, see, I I think I I don't – Think it, I think it's going to be on the secondary in this game. I think this is going to be the most yeah. difficult challenge you've faced in terms of a quarterback who can make elite throws and can and can put dimes on people and That's receivers funny. that can get yeah. open and and beat man on man man to man coverage. Right, like you're going to play man to man on the outside and you're going to ask Ike Adam and Paulson Debo to lock up on Cooper Cup and and uh, Puka Nakua and. You know, while yeah, sure, they'll move guys around, they'll throw guys into the slot. Like you're gonna have to deal with two two in the outside too. But like I think that those matchups, right? Like how how can Paulson Adebo and Ike Adam fare in when when you got when you got Cooper Cup and third and medium and you just gotta lock down and make his life difficult. And if you can do that, then this game is gonna be much easier. If Cooper Cup eats and goes off, you know, you can't stack up against the run because you gotta send a little extra help to one side or the other. Like to me, that's the X factor, and I, I have, I actually, I feel pretty confident. Like I know Cooper Cup is excellent; he's gonna get, he's gonna get his, but you can't let him take over the game. If he goes ten catches for 160 yards, something like that, the Rams win this game, you know. And and so in big moments, I need Paulson Adebo and Ike Adam to come up big. I need Alante Taylor to play big too. But to me, that's the X factor: is how do the how do the Saints corners cover? Uh, because you know the the Rams offensive line is good; it's not great. But they haven't a lot of ton of sacks this year, and Matt Stafford gets the ball out fast. He gets the ball to the right targets. It processes quickly. So if you can cover, if you can give him give the defensive line that extra half second, uh, because you're making Matt Stafford hold the ball, pat the ball one extra time. Yeah, you know it's like he's not going to burp. I think I heard <laughs> someone say that. I heard I can't remember who it was. I think it was whoever called the Ram, whoever called the Falcons game. They, they were like Desmond Ritter was just standing there patting the ball. It's like he's not not going to burp. You got to throw it. That was funny. <laughs> but uh yeah like to, to me that's the matchup um and and i, and I i'm confident about it i thought like i don't think i get him is a is a mirage i think he's been that good no it's amazing when you look at all the passes defense numbers from the Saints secondary it's been very impressive this year and yeah like you said uh we've talked about it before unfortunately 
Yadam's going to get paid, and I just don't know if it's in New Orleans, unfortunately. That's a problem for next year. I'm not, right, I'm not exactly. talking about that right now. Right now, yeah. I want him to earn as big a deal as he can. <laughs> make yourself unpayable. Um, Please, like, make, right. make your place so well that there's no way the Saints can afford you. That's what the Saints need right now. Moving on, offense. Who, who's your X Factor on offense? I'm being lazy here. I'm going with the old line in general, too. Uh, concerns, obviously. No ram check. I thought they did a hell of a job last week, obviously. Uh, but, man, you got – you know, all bets are off when you got Aaron Donald now in the building. Uh, and just in general, I was surprised to see, though, the Rams' sack numbers dead even with the Saints. What's up with that? Well, I mean, the Saints' sack numbers, when, you know, they, they wouldn't be if the Saints didn't have seven sacks last week, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, Bobby I mean, that helps. I mean, like, think about this. The Saints have 11 sacks over the last two weeks. So – I mean, you could say the Rams have just been consistent and the Saints have been terrible and have gotten better. Right. But no, I mean, I, I think that's fair. You know, Aaron Donald, he's he's a defensive tackle, but he's not really a defensive tackle. I mean, in the sense that, you know, you'll see him everywhere. He's not just going to yeah. line up inside. He's going to line up at the on the edges. You know, he's going to be constantly moving around. So you're going to, you know, the plan for him is going to be a little bit more complicated than the plan would have to be for a Kayvon Thibodeau, who you, you at least know where he's going to be. You know, so they, they might move him from right to left, but he's always going to be on the outside, you know, and he's going to be on Cesar Ruiz. It's going to be on James Hurst. I am worried about what happens when he ends up over James Hurst and you can't send help. I love me some James Hurst, but not in that matchup at all. And so, you know, it's like I, it's going to be a lot. It's like Eric Eric needs to be able to work over and help whichever guard is lined up against Aaron Donald because he can wreck a game. Um, may the odds be in your favor, Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and Derek needs, and that's on Derek too. Like he needs to understand where Darren Donald is at all times and get the ball out. Like you can't allow sack fumbles. You can't do like, and, and, and it's to his credit. He's been very good at that. Like the saints offensive line has not been good and he deserves credit for the fact that they've only allowed what? 28 sacks, 27 sacks. something like that. It's like, it's not because the offensive line is suddenly the, you know, yeah, like the the Cowboys, right? <laughs> it's because the quarterback and the offensive line are kind of working in tandem and the ball is coming out. Yes. Um, and you've been able to avoid third and long situations where he has to stand back there and kind of allow routes to get downfield. I did think it was funny. I got a kick out of it. There was a, there was a Power Rankings article. I think it was Pro Football Network. They were talking about Baker Mayfield's day and, and, and uh, Derek Carr's day. And they talked about Derek Carr against the Giants and they said uh, – uh, low risk. It was a low risk performance. Um, and then they talked about Baker Mayfield's day, and it was like efficient as ever. Well, like Baker was twenty three for twenty eight, Derek was twenty four for twenty eight, or so they were both like in that exact same range. Baker had a bunch of more yards because Chris Godwin had like eighty yak yards, and like I think Baker had one hundred and ninety yak yards of his in his total, and and Derek had like ninety. And it's like, no, it's not. It's it's the same game. You look at the pass chart, and it's basically this, you know, in terms of like Baker didn't attempt a pass more than 20 yards down the field. Derek Pet attempted one to Rashid. They both had one touchdown that went more than 20 yards. But it's just like perception is everything. And, you know, it's crazy how when you are throwing at Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, it seems like uh, you're efficient as opposed to low risk. Um, but you know, Derek's been playing well. And uh, so hopefully that can continue. For me, you know, I feel like we, we talked about A.T. Perry. So I, I don't think he's the X factor in this game. I think it's going to be 
on offense, it's going to be, yeah, whether you can stop Aaron Donald, I'm just going to double up on what you said because it really is like if he can, if Aaron, Aaron wrecks the game, you know, like we've seen Derek go out with injuries. Like that's what I'm a little worried about in this game is Aaron Donald could just get set loose and in the midway through the third quarter, Plop. you're thinking, oh, is Jameis Winston going to be able to lead a comeback, right? And I, I, I just, I don't want to see that like that. We've watched that movie play out so many times. And I, and it, if that ends up being the case again, it ends up being the story of the season. Because if you, if that happened in this game and you lose, I think you're, you, you, you're not sticking a fork in them completely, but it's going to be a real tough road to, to come back. And you're going to end up having, to, if, if you lose this game to the Rams, like we talked about in the Charlie, the segment with Charlie, um, the, to me, the only route you have left is, man, hopefully the Jaguars can beat the Bucks on Sunday because you still have a chance to beat both of those teams, but you're going to lose the tiebreakers with the Bucks and the Rams. So you like this game is so important. And you like, I just, I want to see the Saints team come out and put in a four quarter performance out. That's going to be tough. Thursday night games are tough. You don't get the prep. You know, you spend a lot of time on a plane. <laughs> We'll see. But that's I, I agree. I think that's spot on is how the offensive line handles the Rams pass rush is going to be the X factor on offense. Yeah, Saints fans know all too well. We've seen Aaron, Aaron Donald wreck Drew Brees before. We don't need them crashing the car, so to speak. Yeah, he, he broke his thumb, right? That, that, yeah. that was the hit that uh, and the Saints went 5-0 and after that. Um, which is wild. Thanks, Teddy, who's going to retire <laughs> after this season, go coach high school football, which good for him. You know, I think he'd be a fun high school coach. Yeah, there was definitely, you know, you talk about the love for Jameis in this locker room. Man, oh man, the the players sure did love them some Teddy Bridgewater. He should be in the in the Saints Hall of Fame just for that, just for that five five game run alone. <laughs> for for and for riding his bike to the dome. Build a statue of of Teddy outside the stadium going like this. <laughs> I think everyone would be like, yes. Yes, exactly. But all right, that's that's all I got. Anything else you want to hit before we get out of here? No, man, hoping we can stay on this roll. It's been a lot of fun and definitely hoping for postseason football. I know we're not in that let's tank for the re- you know the the draft. I don't want to start talking about mock drafts right now. Forget that. Nope, we're not in the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, I saw Arthur Smith today, you know, not being non-committal about the future of their head coach. It ain't looking good for Arthur Smith. I don't care what anyone says. Well, it's like you can't – Like I, I talked about this. Like there's an iceberg and the Saints avoided it. And the uh, like the Falcons just were like, what's an iceberg? Oh, no, we're on the ground. You know, <laughs> the, the ship just splits in half and sinks, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, who, who was supposed to – who was on iceberg duty? What the hell? <laughs> you know? And then, and then you just got some guys like drunk in a closet somewhere. Um, But, yeah. So, yeah, for me, that just the, the question then becomes what's going to be the future of the GM? You know, Terry Fano, we know well. Will he be part of the guys on the chopping block or, or does he survive kind of thing? That's their problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I'll, I'll react to it, but I'm not predicting it. Anyway, this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Got all the way to the end. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. Uh, we'll be at Thursday night football. I'll be on the sidelines. Uh, Mike Haas calling the game along with Deuce McAllister. Steve will be doing the pregame and the postgame and whatever else he wants to do throughout the day. Check him out at Steve Gelly WWL. I'm Jeff Nowak at Jeff underscore Nowak. Check out WWL. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do that. And uh, otherwise, we'll be back at you probably Friday, I think, is when we'll be able to record. I'll be out in L.A., so we'll have to figure that out. But we will get that to you, I promise. And hopefully it's a post-win 
pod and not a bourbon sad cast. Um, yeah, hopefully a, a happy bourbon cast, right? Happy bourbon cast. But all right, who dat? Go Saints. Be easy, y'all. Let's get three in a row. Who dat? Peace.